Hello and welcome to the Cap Gemini Cloud Podcast in partnership with CIO. I'm Charlotte G, contributing editor of CIO. In this episode, we're going to discuss the competition between born in the cloud companies versus established companies. And we're going to look at which is best set for success. And we're also going to discuss how companies can embrace new ways of working in the cloud for increased agility, efficiency, and customer success. Joining me today, we have Betsy Gage, Senior Manager of Cloud Services, who's working out of Capgemini's New York office. And we also have Case Burkov, who's Executive Vice President of Cloud and Cybersecurity in Europe. Hello, Betsy. Hello, Case. Hello. Hi, good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon. Before we kick off, can you each give me a little fun fact about yourself, just to get to know get to know you? Betsy, I do, I do thought you, you love science fiction. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, yes. I don't, yeah, that's correct. I don't know if that's that's super strange for someone in, in technology, but yes, I have a d- deep love for science fiction, and my clients are usually surprised by, you know, the uh, strange, I guess, movies that I can pull out of my uh, repertoire of things I've seen. So, excellent. Fun fact. <laughs> Keys, how about you? I have, a, I have a very strange sense of humor, so. Probably most of the times I'm ignored for it, but uh, I think that's my specialty. Okay, well, hopefully, I mean, whether or not you'll be able to find lots to laugh at um, around cloud automation, who knows? Let's hope so. Um, So I guess to kick off, uh, my first question to both of you is that obviously people often put cloud and agility together. And why is this agility, regardless of your company's size, sector or, or infrastructure, why is that so critical to all businesses today? Maybe you can kick off, um, Betsy. Well, I think, you know, for one, that, that having the agility or being able to move quickly with, with new, um, new ideas and, and new uh, ways of working within your company is important. I mean, I think you are able to have that mix of um, doing new things, but also, you know, you know where you come from. Um, and when you can make that balance between the two of them, um, it really allows you to take advantage of new technologies um, and, and create this uh, really improved way of working, right? The fail-fast mentality. Uh, it you know, that fosters innovation and, and really creates value for the company at the end of the day. And, and Case, what about, for you, what about from your point of view? What is this, uh, why is this agility so critical? What is uh, the underpinning for that? Uh, I think that agility is not only a tech- technology issue, it's also um, people process governance kind of issue uh, or challenge or uh, chance to really get get into the game. So I think agility uh, uh, forces an organization to be agile not only in, uh, in processes governance but also in technology. Mm-hmm. So being agile with a good process and without state-of-the-art cloud or cloud infra technology I think that's a, probably mission impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any examples of companies that you think have really, really cracked this? Yeah, I think there's, there's to, to look around the globe. I think uh, Coca-Cola is, is, a, is a quite good example. They really are able to uh, to measure or to, to provision their cloud infra under the market demand they need. So if they have a market to pain, they're able to scale fast and uh, in a short time window their availability for cloud infra. Uh, and then the other one, I think uh, the automotive sector, especially in Germany, is quite advanced in 
uh, making sure that the cars are connected with the driver, of course, but also with the uh, with the um, the agents and of course the the, uh, the car manufacturing. So real communication, real time between the driver, the factory, uh, and the car. Uh, it's needed. It's the cloud is needed. So there are two examples I can mention in automotive and of course Coca-Cola. That is a good example of the big use of cloud. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And in in all of this um, kind of cloud and and. IT more broadly and kind of using that to unlock innovation within the business as a whole. Uh, how important is the CIO's role in all of this, uh, in your view? I, I really think that the CIO's role <laughs> is immensely important. Um, you know, you need to have that thought leadership. You need to be able to have that strong, you know, sense of direction in terms of what your company's goals are, what, you know, where you think you need to go. And, and when we get to back to that point of um, changing potentially the way you work or really having that philosophy set, you know, that's where a lot of this starts. And so that's where the CIO is really influential in, in making that, that change and really kind of putting the, putting the guideline or the wheels on things, if you will, um, to make sure that the company's set in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, Case, would you add anything to that beyond kind of the CIO's role in, in setting direction as a whole? Um, yeah, I think also for the sake of the argument of the discussion, I think that this theme must be a strategic um, board, uh, board topic. So I don't think it's uh, the job of the CIO. I think the CFO and the CEO, so the total board and also the stakeholders and shareholders should be involved because technology is so disruptive with cloud that it can also determine your business, so also the shareholders' value, uh, the, the way you look at people, processes, and even partners and clients and customers. So I think it's it's a really strategic uh, subject you cannot only leave to the CIO to manage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. And what are the respective challenges that you see around cloud for both? Uh, cloud-native and for more established uh, companies with with more legacy, uh, Betsy? Um, I think really there's there's two kind of ways. There's a a lot of cloud-native companies that come in and have a very specific perspective on what they're going to do, and they're going to deliver that strongly, right? You know, if you're deploying, um, you know, media to a large group of people, then you probably have some pretty specific deployment uh, architectures that you're going to use. Um, and so those are the things that you're focusing on. Um, and sometimes that lends itself to not necessarily having a lot of your processes or um, some of your, your really like logistical or, or other things that allow you to run well and to continue to run well. And when I say run, I mean, you know, it's one thing to have it deployed quickly, which a lot of times the cloud allows you to do that very quickly. But sometimes we need that time to understand exactly how you're going to operate and how you're going to run. Um, And I think that's where uh, legacy companies have a leg up um, in terms of they have their processes figured out. They know what they need to do to maintain applications. They might not be the same type of development. It might not be the same architectures that you're using, but you know more about what you need to do to the day-to-day to, you know, when you have a busy season, like you have that understanding. And so 
what I think is important for both is to understand where that balance is. Where do you meet in the middle of planning, process, along with creativity, along with that you know, innovation and different ways of doing things and embracing the new technology? Mm-hmm. So you kind of have a little bit of a trade-off, I guess, to an extent between established process versus uh, speed of deployment, um, I guess. Case, what would be your take on, on the kind of challenges these two types of companies face? Uh, I think, first of all, that the answer to that is brilliant. So uh, we can come up with something better. <laughs> um, just joking. No, I think, I think that, that Betsy really lined up is that uh, both company have, uh, both sort of companies have their advantages, but also their, their pitfalls. Um, and I think mainly looking at the legacy companies, um, I think that there will not exist one legacy company only consisting cloud stuff. So the what and the how, what you want to bring to cloud for what reason, I think that's the most important roadmap you can make. Because you know that some applications you cannot run in the cloud before for privacy issues or for legislation, etc. etc. So I think the roadmap and the real balance between the process, what is your core process and what are secondary processes versus what is the effect of change and can my people also make the change? I think that's a challenge for both. And of course, it's easier to change the technology setup for a startup than for legacy. And on the other hand, the, the legacy companies pretty much know, uh, in most cases, what their core business is, and that's also a, ch- a challenge. So I think through cloud, you see a lot of new movers that changed, uh, changed the world, like Amazon started in books, and now they're, big, they're, the, they're probably the biggest cloud infra supplier, and it was not the branch they started in. So uh, to be honest and open, uh, come up with a good strategy, think about your people, but also make, uh, you need to know that the branch can, can change overnight or your comp- competition can change overnight. So it's it's full attention, all hands on deck, in my view. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And what what do you identify as the main kind of barriers and blockers that companies face to enabling cloud in their in their business? Well, like I think, f- first of all, uh, a lot of companies have invested a lot of money in their current application, let's say. Uh, and in, uh, when they did the investment, it was a good investment, so it was not a bad choice, but in the, in the sense of time, now there are better solutions or cheaper. So I think that uh, getting uh, change in your application technology setup, uh, it, it requires money. So it's a huge business case, and sometimes you need to um, de-invest on big capital you invested two or three years ago. The second one is is that it's not always clear uh, what the ambition is uh, from a company related to the IT. So I met a lot of clients that the IT world is more in the provisioning area. So uh, I asked, uh, said the business, and you should supply their IT. Um, and that will cha- that need to change because business and IT should be aligned on what's needed and what should be changed and what can we keep and what can we throw away. So the discussion between business IT is very important. And the third one, I think, is we, the top management should uh, establish the business model they're in and the business the model they want to be in or want to move to. Because that is essential for the application landscape or the infra. So what you want to modernize, what's core capability, what's a core process. So it's strategy. Uh, IT and business IT alignment that is the, the most gives the most struggle, in my view, to move forward or to re- be a real agile, nimble slash cloud company. 
Thank you, Case. You kind of you kind of uh, gave me some of the barriers, and you also talked a little bit about how to overcome them at the same time. So that was quite helpful. Oh, you're welcome, um, Betsy. What, would you add add any um, in in terms of um, barriers blockers? I think Case got basically everything in there. The the one thing that I that I would add is, I've seen a lot of my customers have a tendency to try to fix everything before they go to the cloud, and that that's you know sometimes decades. Of, of IT process that they've got, um, that they're trying to say, okay, well, we haven't followed the rules for so long, and we're going to try and make that all happen now. And I think sometimes that that's one of the hardest things to get over um, from a thought process perspective. So definitely that strategy piece is so important. You know, how maybe you start with your, your new stuff, your DevOps, going into the cloud and that'll get people a little bit more comfortable with things and maybe your security team will will realize that you know you're doing things securely you're doing things um, that make sense for the for the business and for the IT group as a whole um, and kind of ease yourself into some of that but definitely that as as Keys was saying the strategy piece is very important um, to that mm. so I guess there's a there's a slight argument for allowing companies to dip their toe in the water a bit before before going all in. Um, we've talked a fair bit about um, established companies, but I'd like to look a little bit about some of the uh, cultural challenges that are faced uh, by born-in-the-cloud companies. Um, perhaps you can expand a little bit on, uh, on that, Betsy. So I think that, you know, when you're born in the cloud, there are potentially quite a few decisions that you have to make up front. Um, and you probably need to make them all fairly close together. Um, and so then you, you're stuck in this position of, okay, you know, do I go with something that has you know, a, a predetermined kind of architecture, or am I really truly going to be 100% cloud, uh, cloud first, or, or do it with a new technology? Like, do I really need to uh, you know, build my Active Directory structure a certain way? And I know that's getting rather specific, but all of those questions need to be answered and all of those things really need to be done up front. You know, you need to do your account planning. You need to do, you know, what's my tagging strategy? What is the most important thing for me to do here? Like, how am I going to support this? There's so many different questions um, that need to be answered there that it's, it's great because you get to say, maybe I don't need to do it the way everyone traditionally has done it. So you have this ability to not have to do it a certain way, but you still have to make those decisions. So I think that's a really tough challenge for, for Born in the Cloud, uh, or really any company um, to do when they're starting. Yeah, so kind of early, yeah. early decision-making, setting, setting your future. And Case, what sort of challenges would you, would you identify for these companies? So I think one of the key essences of the existence of, um, of Born in the Cloud is that they have a brilliant idea, make brought that to the market and are very splendid to harvest the idea. And I think the biggest risk is can they mature the model that they first come up with, bring that to, uh, to uh, maturity and not get distracted by a new idea. So what you see if you get entrepreneurial type starting company, then they have idea one, uh, uh, bring it then two, three, four, five. So I think that the, the best advice I can give to board and the cloud companies Please make sure that your first idea is fully worked out and uh, paying the bills. And then step by step, accepting new ideas. 
because what I see a lot of uh, board in the cloud struggling with uh, model, um, ID4 um, and in the meanwhile um, uh, ID1 is not paying off the bills. So it's a little bit like a, like a founded company is that you need to make sure that your core process is in place, you make money from the first or two ideas and then slowly, gradually uh, go to the next model. I think that's that's the, the biggest endeavor cloud, cloud companies or cloud native companies uh, will have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess you can fall the, have the risk of falling into being a bit of a magpie and looking at lots of new shiny things. Um, and it also depends on what you think of as the risks. So there's a lot of decisions to be taken in setting up for the future. There are risks around making a, a, the wrong set of decisions. So what kind of risks do you identify there? Well, yeah, I think the risk is a risk, of course, the first risk is always the entrepreneurial one. So that's the standard for every company. But I think it's not the risk um, uh, of not getting new opportunities, but are you able to change fast enough to keep up with competition? So, and sometimes you can not only choose to be the first mover, but also take a me too strategy that you cannot have, you don't have the money and the speed and the people to ever be, be on front, but you cannot, cannot miss the boat as well. So it's really balancing between keeping up with competition in some areas, beating competition, and sometimes uh, let go of a new opportunity because you need to see a pace between innovation, the ability to change, but also to, the ability to keep up with your uh, people and your processes in order to stay, stay in business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's quite a lot of stakes. So I know that this is perhaps a bit of a funny question because a lot of cloud startups wouldn't have a CIO, but maybe we can look at some of the challenges that the head of tech or the CTO would face versus a CIO at a more formal established company? I think a lot of times that person, especially if we're sitting here talking, well, head of technology slash CIO slash, you know, that person ends up wearing a lot of hats um, and ends up having kind of some, you know, one day you're talking about, you know, some really detailed technology deployment questions and the next day is, you know, philosophically, are we going to follow the agile process? And, you know, are we going to do what are how are we going to handle DevOps? Well, if you haven't, you know, even gotten your your deploy your original deployment done, sometimes it's kind of hard to be able to get into that space to know that that's where you want to go. Um, so I think that's one of the, the the challenges when you when you have that kind of early startup um, or not necessarily startup, but born in the cloud and you know, he's really mentioned that they, they've done a lot of times one thing really well. Um, and trying to build on that and keep your focus, I think, is, is really key. Well, I, I, in my view, is that if you have um, a startup CEO, uh, it's yeah, all about getting their new idea into technology. And normally they're quite able to do so because that's the way they started. But how can they integrate all the new stuff? And also be agile for the for the uh, next to new stuff, and also paying for uh, building a structure in their company that they will come uh, also ready for the next phase of company. So, I think a CIO in, in a, a startup or in a young uh, cloud native firm is is maybe difficult than an uh, than an established one because he needs to juggle between the new 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 and getting the first idea into production and also in the technology. And probably their competitors are in the same kind of setup. So they all try to be the fastest, but I think it's not be the, being the fastest, it's about being the smartest. 
So it's still it's coming back a little bit to your earlier question, Svelte. So it's balancing between gaining the new life cycle of your company versus are we agile enough or are we entrepreneurial enough to change? And I think I see more uh, cloud native companies stop existing uh, um, because they didn't finish their job in established the first idea. Then I see a lot of little newborn companies uh, uh, stop because they're not agile enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to go back to the title of our podcast, um, if you look at born in the cloud companies versus more established businesses, who would you say is is best set up for success? I appreciate it's a broad question, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, uh, Betsy. So I, I really think that when it comes to both of these companies, that it's about having a balance. Um, it's about being able to be flexible and deploy new technology um, and deploy all of the things that you want to do from a business perspective uh, quickly and, and, and be able to iterate on that. Uh, but it's also about having the structure and the process in place for you to be able to maintain all of those things um, and continue on. And so I think, you know, where when it comes to cloud-first companies, they probably have a little bit of a uh, leg up, if you will, on the, the idea of being able to do things um, potentially in a, in a new way. And, you know, legacy companies definitely have the strength of, of having that process and, and structure in place. And so legacy companies need to be a little bit more flexible. And, and the born in the cloud companies, I think, just need to have, you know, their, their guidelines and, and really strategy in place. Mm-hmm. And Case, what would be your, your take on, on which are the best sort of set for success? Um, no, I think I think that that's an answer. I cannot a question. I cannot answer uh, because I think that uh, if you look at, uh, for for example, uh, the uh, universities that studies the successful entrepreneurs, you can be a successful entrepreneur in every company. But I think that the change in this era of time is that the change of technology is going so fast, you cannot wait and see. So uh, being the top of technology, not only CIO or um, uh, business manager, but also the board uh, of directors is very important. So technology is the key change driver in your company. And it's not only the IT department delivering uh, applications or infra. So I think that, that the company that is most successful is that the entrepreneur of the, the board of directors that are able to uh, to juggle between uh, do we have enough uh, entrepreneurship to keep track of our customers? Are we able to change fast enough um, uh, to keep up with competition? Or are we stable enough to uh, make make sure that the idea that's brilliant uh, will come to to maturity to the next phase? So I think that the guy or the girl that uh, can juggle uh, the best with all the ingredients in a fast-changing IT um, era, is the champion. So perhaps each has something to teach the other. Um, It's a good thought. Thank you very much. Well, we've covered quite a lot. Uh, I may not be a CIO, but I've still learned quite a lot today and certainly found it all very enlightening and and useful. Um, So I guess all that remains is for me to say thank you very much for joining us for this podcast and bye from Case and Betsy too and bye from me. Tune in for our next episode in two weeks and find out, is your IT fast enough? Visit capgemini.com cloud to find out more.